0: You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for The Alias Online and my name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, welcome to the show. The interview subject coming up for you is the one and only Paul Allender. These days Paul's got a new band, the Unnamed Horrors, and in this conversation he dives deep and explains his creative philosophy and the inspiration which drew him back to writing music and playing the guitar. Now, of course, many, if not most of you out there, will be aware that Paul was in Cradle of Filth, the longest tenured member outside of Danny Filth, as a matter of fact. Look, this is an important point. Paul's contribution to Cradle of Filth's success is significantly overlooked. Now, I must say, I've not always understood or acknowledged his role, but that's changed. My conversation with Paul about his time in the band has opened my eyes. But here's the thing. I can't share it with you. Look, I know many of you will be hoping that this episode resembles the candid conversations that I've conducted with Stuart Anstis and Nick Barker. Because believe me, Paul certainly has a story to tell. At some point, he might be ready to share his thoughts on his long tenure in Cradle of Filth, and if that time comes, I hope I can help. Now, as long-time listeners will know, I typically post an episode from hello to goodbye with no edits. Look, that isn't the case here. For continuity's sake and in order to keep the conversation tight and focused on the unnamed horrors, you will hear around a dozen three to four second moments of dead air spliced into the conversation and that is intended. So please enjoy my conversation with Paul Allender. I'm so used to this talking to people on the other side of the world. It's either in the middle of the day, which you've kindly done for me right now, or it's transverse. It's at 2 and 3 and 4 a.m. Um, oh, nightmare. I mean, it's not too bad at the moment. It's like it's, it's
1: 9 o'clock at night ahead now. You're obviously a day ahead.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, are you on the East Coast or West Coast?
1: Uh, I'm in the middle. <laughs> All right. I'm the, it's basically close to the East. I'm like in the Midwest. I'm in uh, Wisconsin, which is uh, just which is sort of like to the side and below like Minnesota.
0: Yeah, it's sort of near Chicago in a kind of way, isn't it? Not not too far. much,
1: yeah. yeah. I'm only um, two... Uh, what was it? About two and a half hours from Chicago now?
0: Yeah. Well, look, being, being British, you're not too different to an Australian, mate. How, how did you acclimatise to living in the States? Because I know that if you're there for a holiday, it's pretty similar. But I take it living there, you probably find that it's very different from where you're from. It is.
1: It's... Um... It's definitely, I mean, it was obviously cool when I first moved there, but it's like, once you move, once you live somewhere and you get used to it, then you start to see the cracks and the holes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's the same as anywhere. You know, it's the same as if you was going to move to England. You'd be amazing to start off if you never lived there, but then you'll start to see the cracks and the holes and stuff and everything. I prefer it here, to be honest, just because of the space.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, um, it's, it's, it's a lot, obviously, it's a lot, lot bigger than the UK. Um, and everybody, and well, 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 when I first moved over it, I lived in the, uh, Twin Cities mm-hmm. in, uh, St. Paul. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was, I never really lived in a city. Well, it's kind of on the outskirts of the city where I lived, but it's, um, that was pretty cool. I liked that, but now me and the wife, we've moved to, we're in the middle of freaking nowhere now, you know, um, uh, we're in a tiny ass mm-hmm. little I don't know whether it's a city or a town or a village, well, I don't know, but there's only like 7,000 people there and that's it. But, in a, but it's, over a, it's over, over a pretty large area. You know, um, mm. I, I prefer it because when I was growing up in the UK, a lot of my friends were from a place called Manningtree and that mm. was a tiny house, little little town, little village town. And where I live now, or well, where we live now, it's it, it really reminds me of that. So it's a lot lot more... Um, it's more recognisable in, as in, like feeling wise.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, is, the, so is, the like is the weather
0: comparable? Is the weather comparable
1: back home or different? No, it's fucking freezing here right now. Right. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it was. It was today. We was at like I think it was minus nine today Fahrenheit. Oh wow! Um, yeah, that's that's yeah. horrible. Yeah. yeah, but here there's a lot of there's a lot of snow. I mean, in the UK as a kid, I loved the snow. It was awesome. <laughs> But then that's one thing I liked when I but moving here to where I live now because you're guaranteed on Christmas is going to be a white Christmas. Oh, beautiful! You know, yep. And it's always and like now kicking in. I mean, because like as a job, I drive an eighteen wheeler, and really, okay. it's, yeah. And and it's and like today, for argument's sake, um, I was driving freaking. I it was only like a. I think it was like a 300-mile round trip I did. But it's but it was in the middle of freaking snow at minus 11.
0: Oh, God, I couldn't you know? handle that. It. It's like it's like 30 degrees Celsius here right now, which is mild for where I'm from. And um, yeah. it can get up to, like yesterday, it was 36 degrees or whatever it was. And I've got to say, I felt it then because I was doing yard work. But, uh, mate, yeah. just, I, I go through about three or four Gatorades a day if I'm outside because I try to stay outside as often as I can, get some vitamin D yeah. in, you know. And uh, yeah. I'm a i oh, am you know, my heritage is from the British Isles, so I'm pasty white, you know, yeah. we've got to be very careful. Um, but I, I don't know how you do it in that sort of weather, mate. I've experienced it a little bit down in Tasmania and stuff, but I can only last a couple of days, I think, before it just I think you you've got to acclimatize to to that sort of weather as opposed to sort of sort of, you know exactly like what you said you know you move somewhere a bit more temperate and then you sort of moved into those colder places I think whether that was a strategy or otherwise but at least it gave you time to acclimatize to it because yeah driving an 18-wheeler too that's a that's a very interesting segue actually you know you I've always thought you were a very capable fellow we have actually met before I would never expect you to remember these things at a fan (laughs) event (laughs) at a fan event down in Sydney it was back when Gian was in Cradle of Filth that's how long ago that oh okay oh wow that was a while ago Uh, yeah yeah and um yeah it you know those fan things you know you sort of you've just jetted in from the uk and then you you're meeting you know 2 or 300 crazy fans who want all of their stuff signed so, so i could sense within the band at the time there was a bit of a not do we have to do this but look we'd rather be sleeping sort of a thing which we get all the time in australia because <laughs> it's so bloody far away but just around about the point mate you know from, from the bands that you've been in the past of course cradle being the the uh, the best known How on earth did you end up driving
1: an 18-wheeler? Well, when I left the band, you know, I – we – when I moved here, I was still in the band. And then it just went – I just decided I didn't want to be – I'm not going to go into details, but I decided I didn't want to be anymore. And it was – and then I kind of bounced around jobs and stuff and trying to figure out what I wanted to do because I'd been in the band for so long. And it is mm. that's all i was like climatized to you know and yeah. then so i want so then i had to look around getting stuff i tried all kinds of things and nothing really i couldn't get my head around anything really because it was i don't know it was just trying to get used to like
0: normal life. you're a musician yeah i get what you're saying but you're you're a born musician clearly so yeah it's it's difficult to sort of find a, another another um professional trade once you've been doing that for as long as what you have
1: yeah and and so, and then I tried all this stuff and I tried bouncing around for like a couple of years trying to do this stuff. Because I actually, um, I physically, like, I was out in the music industry and stopped playing guitar. I didn't even pick it up for seven years. Okay. I think it was. You mm-hmm. know, I just needed, I needed a creative break. I needed to get away from like, the whole industry thing because it was just, it was, it was, it, it wasn't what it used to be. And also it was, it was having a, a physical toll on me, which was affecting my health, mm-hmm. you know, so I needed to get away and like, just do something different. So I was trying to do all this other stuff. And then I think then, all, I don't know how it had come around, but then I was like looking, I was just looking online. Well, actually I wasn't even looking online. I was just like, one day I just thought to myself, huh, what a bit like driving a semi. It just, mm-hmm. just coming to my head. And I'm like, Hmm. so I so I ended up having um, a look just because there was uh, companies that paid for schooling, right? And so like, now what then, so these companies pay for schooling and I just basically looked online, you know, free tuition and da-da-da and all that stuff. And then it was so ridiculously easy to get into. I don't know why other people don't do it. It's, it's, it's freaking the easiest job in the world. It really is. Um, but it's but I just applied this company, and literally, it must have been three weeks later after I'd gone through all like everything gone through, like, I had like the whole drug screening test done, I had like all this stuff. And then, yeah. all of a sudden, like, yep, next week you're down in this state, you'll start your truck driving school. I went, oh, well, that's freaking quick, all right, then. So, I went down there, I, I just went over that, did that, and then, like, that was. And that was it. And now all of a sudden now uh, all the school loans paid back and all this stuff I didn't cost me a penny and it's a decent living, you know, Mm. but it's, but what I really like about it is that I drive on my own and I'm actually with myself and, and I'm being left to my thoughts while I'm driving.
0: Yes.
1: You know, it's, it's really, it's a really, for me it's 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 a huge it's the isolation thing, you know, and that's where this new band idea came from.
0: Okay. That answers a lot of questions in one sentence and effectively or one statement anyway. Okay. So the unnamed horrors is something that you've conjured during these long drives in the in the snow.
1: Pretty much. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what happened was when, you know, because like I was, this is when I was, you know, I was driving. This is when I was still training. Mm -hmm. so i was driving my trainer was asleep in the back on the in the back bed while i was driving and so i was going along and because it was because i just was going into that you know and like was going through like some tough tough ish times and stuff and like not not relationship wise but like financially and stuff like that sure yeah so 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 it was a lot riding not so much on my shoulders, but there was just a lot riding on everything to be able to actually get stuff up and get up and running and just get back to normal again. Um, so, so, what I, so what I did, I was driving and I just remember I got fucking retardedly stupid depressed, you know, mm. and it was to the point where I couldn't go any lower. And for some reason, I don't know why, but I had this stupid, crazy idea of like just the, this idea of this this this, this music idea. Then all of a sudden I was like, then I was like, hang on a second, I've got these audio books. You, all right, let's just try listen to one of these, you yeah. know? And I've always been into H.P. Lovecraft, always have done, but honestly, I was really only into it just for like the imagery side of it. I never really yeah. read any of his stuff mm-hmm. and I thought it was a cool imagery and the concept was really cool. But this time when I was driving, I was like, so I pulled over, I was like, hmm, flip through my phone, Put my headphones in. So, oh this one, you know. So it's basically just a collection of HP Lovecraft stories, and so and then I was listening to the the Dunwich Horror, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden I just got these fucking bizarre video ideas come through in my head, you know. And so I called. So I was like, "That's all. That's freaking awesome." So I called one of my friends, and he lives in um, like Fresno, California. He's mm-hmm. like a video guy. He's super freaking he's amazing at what he does. Talented, yeah. And, and yeah, it really is. He's got like, I think it's like four Emmys to his name for his camera work. Shit. But yes, so I was talking to him and I says, you've got this fucking, I just had this fucking weird light bulb go off in my head about this idea for this video. So I was talking to him about it and he was like, dude, that's, that's, that's fucking amazing. I went, no, no, it's, it's just weird. And he says like, you're going to do a band? Like, I don't know. You know, I don't know if I want to go back into it again or not. Hmm. Um, so, and then, it was like it was like well if you do you know I think it'll be amazing if you did do it blah 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 I said eh, I don't know because what because throughout the time I tried picking my guitar up again tried playing and I was like I'm not into this so I put it back it'll hang on the wall for a few more months I'll try and pick it up again play it again and I just get like the horrible like memories I got back from when I was doing it full time so I'm mm. like nah, put it away and I said to myself then I says I'm only gonna pick it up play and write only if i really want to do it if the inspiration's there i'm not going to force it so another few years went by um and then all of a sudden this time since i was driving i just got this freaking crazy inspiration come in just it was weird it came out of the middle of fucking nowhere just out of nowhere there was nothing really weird just just even even gave me the idea and it was there you Mm. know and which was really bizarre so and then then one thing led to another, and then I ended up, and then some people helped me out on Facebook. I'm going to name everybody, not in this interview, but I'll name everybody once it's mm-hmm. all out who's really helped and like really, really helped me along the way to getting back into it again. You know, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll be on the band, uh, not Facebook, but band website and stuff. But that, that's later on. But so what I ended up doing was, so some people helped me with different pieces of equipment because I didn't have anything, you know, and I just put in the feelers out. And then so then someone else come and helped out with stuff and someone else come and helped out with stuff. But the crazy thing is, is that what's going on with this this music and this band now? I see, I've start, I have I started this up because I don't want, there's no expectations, you know. Um, I'm only doing this purely just for, the love of writing music, releasing albums. I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered about making money out of it. You know, I don't care about that. It's purely just for me getting back into music again and writing music that I want to hear that I want to play, you know, okay. and there's, there's no ulterior motives. There's nothing, like I said, there's no expectations of going anywhere or doing anything. To be honest, I'm doing it just because I want to do it. And it's because I started off like that. Then the, I reached out a couple of guys saying, "Hey, you know, you always said if I ever got a band together, or an idea to come and talk to you. I've got this idea. Do you want to do it?" And they went, "Yep, definitely." All right, okay, cool. And then, then, because well, then, then I was looking for. Um, it was, it was just a, it was just. I started writing songs, and it was, it was nothing not what well, was well, with when i say it's not serious i don't mean it's in a joking way but it oh, was it was obviously accent. serious music you know but it's it but wasn't
0: you're doing it because like you're it. a born you're a born musician and that's why you're doing it and if something good comes from it you'll grasp it yeah of course yeah you know
1: so and then all of a sudden this was this is weird because out of out of the middle of nowhere i said i've just got written these tracks and I was looking for a uh, keyboard player because I had like a specific, well, not really a keyboard player, to be honest. I was looking for a, uh, a choir master and an orchestral, someone who writes orchestral music, mm-hmm. you know, like proper orchestral music. Don't Not just messing around on the keyboard, they physically write it out and they put orchestral and like choir shows on. Mm-hmm. That's the idea that I wanted. And I tried a couple of people. Um, it didn't kind of work really. They one one didn't want to do it, um, and then another one didn't have really didn't have the time to do it. And then so then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's this uh, uh, the keyboard player who's who I'm working with now. He's amazing. He's in the band, so he's obviously I'm working with him. So mm-hmm. he's uh, out the he he's a journalist. He wanted to do an interview with me, and he reached out to uh, someone else to contact me. And so he contacted me and I started talking to him and he goes, Hey, yes, you know, if you've ever, can I do one song? I went, yes, yeah, sure. And he says, I says like, what's it like? So I was really skeptical, you know, cause I'm, he didn't have any stuff online. I couldn't hear anything that he'd done because mm-hmm. it turned out he's a freaking choir master. And also is an orchestral dude that puts on live freaking live shows with orchest- orchestras and choirs. Mm-hmm. And, and this, and, the, the crazy thing is with this, what I'm doing now, I haven't really reached out to anyone. Everything's been attracted to what I do, to what I'm doing right now. Um, so because of the, I'm a huge believer in like the universe will prevail and all that stuff now. Yeah, me too. You know, and, and and everything I'm doing now with the unnamed horrors, the way the music's coming out, basically what's happened now, the, the way the music's evolving it's basically it feels like it's writing itself now it's turned into its into its own entity it has i know every band says this but believe me when you hear when you hear this you you'll understand it's it's turned into its own sound you know we haven't gone specific oh with this subgenre or with this or this what we've done is we've just let let the music take whatever path it wants to go and we'll just feed it, you know, and and then it, however it turns out and wherever it goes, it will go, you know. Um. So every so everything, all of a sudden now, including the artwork, the lyrics, the album titles, the stuff that's coming out with the album. I'm not going to say what that is until it comes out, mm. and the everything, the songs. It's evolved into this insanely professional package. And I'd, I had no idea it was going to turn out like this. Um, like I said, it's no, you know, no expectations. i just let it breathe and let it do its own thing. And it's turned into this, this entity. When I sit back and look at it from what the idea I had to start with to now it's I'm like, holy fucking Christ, this is like insane how it's just evolved so well and like into this mm. big thing, you know, um, but yeah, so I mean, the we've got some of the stuff. I mean, every single song on the album, it's not one song's the same. You know, so it's so for argument's sake, you you can't well you can put singles out with it, but you can't really put one single out which re- will represent the whole album because it won't. You could put three singles out and it still won't represent the album. Mm-hmm. You know, because each one is so different, but it's cohesive because the same people are writing each, the, each of the tracks, you know, it's insanely heavy. <laughs> it really is. Nice. It grooves yeah. like crazy. It grooves like crazy. It really does. And it's fucking ridiculously dark sounding, you know, especially the orchestral passage, pass- passages. Um, and the choirs we've got on it are just fucking incredible. You know, all the the choirs we have on there, they're, like, they're all um, sung lyrics. There's no oohs and ahs. Um, so it's 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 definitely, definitely different. I can't really... You know, it's really difficult to put into words what it's going to sound like. People are just going to have to listen to it. Because yeah. when I... Literally, when, when like, Adrian, the keyboard player, when he sends the stuff through and I listen to it, because I'll, like... I'll arrange the drums and do, do the riffs and the arrangement the structure. Then I'll send it to him. Then when he's finished, he'll send it back to me. I'm like, I'll be like, fuck, dude, this is like, it's, it's when he puts his stuff on it, it makes it, it, oh, I can't, hundred times better. You know, when he adds his stuff to it, the atmosphere. It's weird because this is the first time I've ever actually played with someone and written with someone who thinks exactly the same as I do Mm -hmm. you know um when when we'll like video chat and he'll be playing some some things because he lives in Poland so obviously we don't jam together live you know um so he'll be playing some stuff and coming up with ideas then I'll be like oh what about this this and this and this and he'll start laughing and he goes I said what's the wrong he says I've already done that I'm like oh, that's freaking crazy dude you know and then like he'll say oh can you put this guitar or this guitar in there and I'll just say I've already done that man you went like Pfft. yeah so we're exactly we're, we're exactly on the same wavelength when it comes to uh, ideas uh, the feel of the music um, the the structure in, and everything it's it's crazy we're, we're exactly on even level
0: you've got a to- quite a specific guitar sound, that PRS thing that you've got going on. I've always found that. Yeah, it's down
1: to, good. it's down to the, how I play it as well though, you know. Oh, um, it, it um, is, Luckily, yeah, you... Luckily, I'm, luckily I'm one of the guys who've, I've actually got my own style. So it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb, you know, and it's, it's definitely, I mean, you'll hear it when, when you hear the Unknown Horace dude, it's like, pff, mm. you, you'll definitely hear that, It's you. you know. Yeah. Yeah, you, it's, it's not going to sound like anyone
0: else. <laughs> well, I've, I've always thought of, about you too. It was one of the points I was going to make is that, you know, you, you do strike me as the type of guitarist from a technical perspective, like Richard, and no doubt like Stuart Tool. I didn't go there with him on this topic, mm. but you strike me as the sort of player that could play anything you wanted. Okay, so metal, as, as you well know, okay, uh, even if probably you did get all of what I would say was fairly... You should receive fairly for your contribution. It, it, it might be enough for you to make a living, but it's not going to turn you into a millionaire, if you know what I'm saying. But yeah, metal yeah. Does, just doesn't pay, is my point. So you could play almost anything. You could join a covers band and do those ACDC things where they get paid about $20,000 a night, because I think that's what they get paid these days, you know, playing twice a week or what have you. They're raking it in these cover bands. You could do something like that. So is this just the music that's deeply welded, wedded within your heart that you have to put out there? Is that why you've chosen to drive the trucks and also stick at playing what I broadly call yeah
1: See so the thing is see the thing is what's me me driving trucks gives me um the mode gives me like money to live off pay all the bills not worry about money right mm-hmm. and which is which puts me in the like a puts me in a like a decent financial um stability that by me doing that it, it lets me write music without any stress or drama, thinking I've got to make money out of this. Mm-hmm. Right. So it gives me complete freedom to write what I want. And, you know, I don't care if it sells a freaking hundred million or if it doesn't sell. I don't care. You know, I'm doing it just because I want to write it. And, believe me man it's just like this me leaving cradle and taking this amount of time uh, as like i don't know creative break just out of music and only get into music um when i was actually inspired again yep. you're hearing the music you, you it's for, for the stuff i'm coming out with now the keyboard keyboard player Adrian, he was a, he was a huge, he's a huge cradle fan, or was, I don't know if he still is, he hasn't really said anything, but but he after I'm sending him these tracks, he was like, fuck, man, he says, dude, this is like this shit's amazing. He was like, he, he says, you can hear us your style, you can hear us your playing. He says, but like, he says, that break that you took is obviously done you fucking really well. He says, because the stuff you're coming out with now is way better than the stuff you've ever done. You know, and he was a huge cradle fan. You know, and so he was looking at it on a fan's perspective. Um, And he was like, like, yeah, that amount of time you had off, he says, you're on the top of your game right now. He says, it's it's incredible. You know, so, and then he's put his stuff on it. And yeah, it's, well, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to go too depth into it, but it's, the choirs are really omen you know. Okay. um nice. oh, So he, he, yeah. he sent some stuff through um, when I was playing. I mean, we've got one track and the singer's not even singing on it. It's just the choirs that are singing and that's it. And so, which is a little bit different. But, and the the, he sent me some music through. And what it sounded like, it really, not, not sound like, it was, you could hear influences from, like, The Omen in it, from uh, Sleepy Hollow in it, and from nice. Dracula in it, you know, and right. all this various other stuff. There's some, like, real... He sent another piece of music through to, to play around with, and that was, like, a super, like, really, like, dark jazz-type orchestral piece. Mm-hmm. But but it was really in keeping of what the the band's about, you know, and it's, so the thing is, that's what I like about it. I haven't got to worry. None of us, all of us in the band, we've got decent jobs. We don't, we're not looking into earning money out of this, Mm -hmm. you know, and because of that, because we haven't got that stress to earn money out of it. And because we don't want to do this as a, as a career, you know, it's given us so much freedom and now the music that's coming out is fucking, I oh, do this fast period and stuff I've done before because there's, because there's none of that creative like ceiling on it. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's completely open. It, I basically put it out to the universe. I'm like, do what you want with it. You know, and it's come back. It's way fucking better than I'd ever thought it was going to be. I mean this band, what I've got put, put together now, is all been split evenly. You know, um everything's been done six ways. No matter who does what or does what or anything, it's all been done six ways. You know, but if we continue. earn any money out of it, you know, I'm, you know, if we do earn money out of it, if we do then that's how it's going to happen. But what's going to happen first with this one, because other band members in this band, they've invested money into this. They've paid for various things, you know? Mm. Um, so so I've said, as soon as we get the first lot of money through, if it comes through, whoever's put money into it, they'll get their money back first, you know? And then what if it's left over, it'll get split six ways. Well, that's you know? a better deal and, than any
0: I've ever been given in a band. <laughs> no, exactly. My experience is in a band where you pay a couple of grand to be part of the, you pay to play. You know what I'm saying, and you just know you're never going to see that two grand ever again. But at least you got to play in oh, no, one yeah, of the best no, metal not... studios in Australia. <laughs>
1: sort of thing. Yeah, it's not like that. Yeah, you know. Plus, also the, the uh, our keyboard player Adrian, he's a mm. uh, producer as well, so he's he's um, mixing and mastering the album as well. You know, because mm-hmm. I do all the final guitars here or here uh, in my studio, so I'll do it all there. Um, send them off the DI's. He'll reamp everything at his end in his yep. studio, you know, he'll, he'll mix master and do the final, final, like everything for the album before it goes to the label to get printed.
0: So you, you record with as clean a tone as possible. So the after effects, if you like, can be applied. And so you, yeah, I just send, yeah, I'll just send
1: him yeah, yeah. clean DIs. Yep. That's all I do is just send him clean DIs. I mean, we spent a whole day just going backwards and forwards, just tweaking the DBIs for the best, uh, the D yeah. I yeah. level, that's um, hard. just, yeah, for, that's, yeah. just, just for the amps he's using. Um, Because we're using a mixture of um, amp sims and also live heads, you know, actual Mm -hmm. heads. So we're using a mixture of a bunch of stuff to get get the idea, get the sound that we
0: need. So. Mm. Oh, I can't wait for it to come out, mate. You are in my other book, though. Congratulations on making that. But it's all good. That's all positive. Oh, that just, well, it, <laughs> I, I, well it's, I've been doing this podcast now for four years. And um, yeah. I mentioned earlier that I used to work for a telecommunications company, but I've pivoted out of mm. that because I hate working in an office. And um, I thought I'd go and become a journalist. And I just can't stand what's happening in news media at the moment, which left becoming an author. But, yeah. you know, in the background, I've been doing these, I um, about 600 and, God, it must be about 650 interviews at this point. And some of the prominent interviews made made my memoir. I guess it's a memoir, it's really a podcast memoir, but there's a bit of my own life thrown in for good measure. But what I plan oh, on nice. doing, you, you talk about serendipity, that's the word serendipity right there. Um, and, and divine providence. They're the two words I was looking for before when I was when I was saying I can't think of the word. But I had this flash of inspiration, if you like, that to turn my conversations into smaller anecdotes in a news media style inside of a book, send it to the artist. So I'm going to be sending you one, obviously, since you'll be in the book. And um a select artists that, that are in the book anyway. And say, look, I, and I've already written another biography of a Hari Krishna devotee. So I'll send both over and say, look, I can write biographies because here's proof. But you're also in my book here because I'm interested in what you do. If you want me to write oh, your awesome. biography. Thank you very much. That's it. Yeah, you can see where I'm headed to with it. So that's why I'm, I'm yeah. connecting with you big time over... What you're talking about when you're connecting with things from the great beyond because it's happened to me you got to know this paul people give a shit they genuinely yes, care the thing
1: about. Is, i don't see that at all which is weird and
0: and 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 the other guy yeah. said the same thing which is crazy i don't know what more people are so do you get oh, i mean i just reached out to you on messenger and, and you, you were very pleasant to interact with um or do people do you get a, do you get hit up on messenger on facebook by fans wanting to have a chat or Anything like that
1: or thanks mate for making me' uh, I've know. got a, 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 yeah, not really. You know, it, every now and again when someone finds me, I do, you know, but I mean if someone writes me, it's usually there's usually not like a core few that I talk to all the time. Yeah, but I'll talk Hi-ya. to anyone if someone if someone someone writes me, you know, and I turn and they say, Oh, hey, blah, 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 I was a fan, whatever, and I'll go, Oh, thank you very much, you know. And then I'll just start talking to them like I've known them for years. So I don't, I haven't got that weird ego or I'm not going to, I've never been that type of person to fob somebody off. Hmm. You know, I'll always talk to him because at the end of the day, in the end of the day, it, just because I play guitar for a living doesn't mean to say I have to be an arsehole.
0: But you've you got that down to earth, down to earth working class ethic. I, I can you can see it, you know, with what, the way you've applied yourself to your new role in the the trucking industry and the like. So, of course, yeah, but uh, that that surprises me, mate, because the amount of contacts I get from people, um, I can't tell you. As soon as Nick mentioned that he was keen for that book to be written, the amount of messages I got, like you've got to write this book, that sort of thing. I mean, I'll, I'll put it out there now, mate. You, you, I don't have an ulterior motive, but my my my. my, my my greatest desire mate is to keep on writing biographies for the rest of my life. I'm 42 years of age. I know what I want to do with my life at this point, you know. Yeah, exactly. I'd love yep. to write I'd love to write yours mate. You know, and the only condition that I put on it is that I'm not acting as PR. Mate, whenever whenever you're ready mate, I mean, it's, it's an open invitation, just let me know. Um, I'll yeah, send you once yeah, this this <laughs>
1: story. So I'm going to show you say you're on speaker.
0: <laughs> no, you're right, no worries. But as I said, man, look, you do have a wonderful story to tell and if your music inspires people, your words are going to inspire them even more in my view, you know, but because, you know, you've got, you've got a story to tell mate. There's an old, I think, you know, do you you follow rugby league at all anyway? Rugby league. Um, No, I don't,
1: I don't ever get a chance to even look at that stuff.
0: (laughs) Well, coach over here um, titled his first biography, um, Wayne Bennett, you know, he's a famous rugby league coach over here anyway, but he titled his first book, Don't Die With The Music In You. It's not just about being a musician and, having all this music in you when you go, what have you, but it's about not letting your story be told. It's about oh, right. okay. and, and and the inspiration that you give to people through telling your story. Because you've you've yeah. got a hell of a story, man. I mean if you ever decide one day that, you know, it's it's time, man, it would be it would be something, man, that without doing without the necessary big push and thrust about how controversial a book is or something like that. I, I truly believe that when it comes from the heart, like the way you've spoken to me, man. It sells itself because that's people yearn for that shit these days because of how fake social media is. And- oh
1: yeah, it's it's it is fake. That's why I don't really. I mean, I'm on it, but I don't really go on it that much. You know, I I don't. It's like I said with with the band's um, Facebook page and website. You know, I've mm. told I've already said that um, I've already said to the other guys. I said, look. I don't want... I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to let Adrian, the keyboard player, his wife's in media. So I said, if you want, you guys can look after the band Facebook page. I tell the label they can look after it as well because I don't want nothing to do with it. Um, And also the the band website as well. You know? Um, Plus also what I want is like... I don't, I don't want any of that drama, plus also all the the, the chances to, um, like, you know, reviews, there's stuff, you know, when you get comments on the bottom of YouTube. Yeah. Um, that That's and, Yeah, You're going to it off, eh?
0: you're gonna turn it all off, are eh? you? Say You're going to turn it all off, are you? You're going to – So like, you know, you can disable comments on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to disable, disable comments thing. on the videos and everything because I'm not oh.
1: interested. You know, because there's always going to be people, I just, I don't want anything to, to, to get in the way of my creativity. Mm. So, so, so what I'm, so yeah, so I'll just, I'll just disable it all, disable all the comments and stuff like that. Um, uh, Other people are going to look after the, the the Facebook page and all the other social media. You know, I'll pop hmm. it. I mean, if someone says to me, oh, someone's asking a question or whatever, then I'll go and answer it. But I'm not going to be on it, looking over it all the time. Someone else can look after it because I don't, I don't want to be part of that. You know, I just want to purely concentrate on music. You know, and being artistic. I don't want to deal with all that shit. Just, just because beforehand there's always been fucking drama, and I just don't want, I just don't want that in my life anymore.
0: Yeah, you're done. Pretty- you're done. You'll get it, and you're over it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I am totally. Over, I'm 50 years old for fuck's sake, and I'm not so. I'm not interested in any of that shit. Now I just want to write music and write really cool ass music, just grieve the hell out of it, and then just be done with it. You know, that's that's all I'm interested in, just the music.
0: Yeah, and and I think that'll connect with people alone, um, because the social media game, very few people do it well. Um, I just had to study it a couple of months back, and it's hard as shit to get right. And no doubt you know that because. Of the um uh, of the services that you are offering, um, that I listened to on the podcast, the other podcasts I was yeah. talking about. But yeah. it just I, I haven't I haven't given uh, almost all of my audience probably like yours doesn't come from social media. It comes yeah. from actually finding being curious about the musician and wanting to find them. And um okay. I I, wa- yeah, I won't I won't give Facebook my money, mate. To be honest with you, I can't stand it. I'm on it as an absolute necessity. I'm aware that I'm the product. You know, and same with YouTube. Yeah. But I mean, what what else can we do? Um, how else do we connect with people? And just don't. I uh, know this this is absolutely not about me. Believe me, I just want to make this final point about myself, though. But you know how I'm going to contact people with the with the book is through physical copy. I'm not sending yeah. any versions of it because I actually want to give people, show people. I'm going to write a handwritten note inside of it to actually yeah. say, "Look, your music's been meaningful to me." And here, look, we had a conversation. And if you feel like telling your story, guys like Scotty Gorham from Thin Lizzy. See Trey right. from Morbid Angels. But yeah, Scott, these are the people I'm going to be hitting up, man. What I find, mate, is there's a clue in the success of people like Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan. You probably know uh, Joe Rogan is, don't you? You know his podcast where some of his interviews go up to four hours. Okay. Oh, really? <laughs> um now, now my my podcast episode with Stuart is four hours too. And that's Not easily right. my mo- this is a this is a key point, mate. That's easily my most listened to podcast episode over the four years I've been doing this. It's literally got thousands of listens. Um, Where I literally might on average hundreds, his is up, I don't know, well over 5,000 anyway, this sort of thing. And my point in amongst all of that is, yes, engaging subject matter, mate, but people are fed up with stuff that's here today, gone next, here this moment, gone next second. They want want these long form conversations like what Joe's doing. And they want Mm. to connect with music like what you're making because it's real. People are fed up with the Instagram scrolling, but we seem to be addicted to it, don't we? Um, oh, it's terrible. You know, but but it's but there is that opportunity there. I think, mate. When if you're do, by the way, you're talking about doing things and, and you're sharing your true passion, which is your music, and you're letting them make up their mind as yeah. best as possible in this fucking world of social media. Oh
1: yeah, I mean, because the end of the day, as well, this this stuff I'm writing, it's I don't, it, it's you can't. But the only thing it's there's no subgenres in it it's there's none of that you know um, like i said i just wanted to do just do what i do guitar wise you know and me- and it it just turns out it's metal and mm-hmm. so i just want to i don't there's there's no subgenres you know there's no pigeonhole in the the only pigeonhole is just metal music you know um you can't really you can listen to one track you'll go oh it sounds like this or, is it, or this is the influence. I'm like, all right, fair enough. And then they'll listen to the next one. they are like, oh, wow. So, okay, so this one's like this influence then. Then I'll listen to the next one and go, oh, shit, this one's totally different. This one's this influence. You know, and it, it, it sounds like, yeah, obviously, I've got, I basically wanted to write music that um, being influenced by the bands that I grew up with. You know, Um
0: so it's so you you're, you're uh, right into a mix of like Sisters of Mercy and Iron Maiden and stuff as well and Slayer, aren't you? That's yeah, the real yeah. you come from
1: yeah. Yeah. through to freaking Morbid Angel through to like freaking like, like some of the other black metal bat- whatever, you know. It's it's mm. but it's all super dark and the grooves like fucking crazy, you know. So it's got that real, real dark group, but the one thing I really like, Adrian's like the best keyboard player I've ever played with. You know, he, he, he listens. He actually listens to the riffs, you know, and you can hear it. And he physically plays with it properly. And he comes up with parts which will actually enhance groove and and are really cohesive to the guitar lines. Mm-hmm. But he won't be copying the guitar lines. He'll come up with totally different parts. You know, so so it's almost like he'll write he he plays he physically plays in all the orchestral instruments himself, mm. right? So there's one track that's got like or in the or, in the orchestra there's like, freaking eighty instruments. He's physically played them all in himself, right? And then same with the choirs, huge choirs. He plays in all the notes, and then even the choir lines, even the choir lines groove with the riffs. It's not just oohs and ahs and elongated stuff. the 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 choir lines he's written all the all the vocal grooves and everything for the choirs uh, as placements ready for when we go and actually physically record the choirs to sing the actual lyrics on parts of it so we know what it sounds like because at the moment they're just vocal placements on the demos at the moment
0: Okay, right. So the guide tracks, in, in other words, and, and you just sort of you're still getting. So you're still effectively writing the album. So it's not it's it's not so much it's evolving as such.
1: Oh, it's totally evolving. It's fucking. To be honest, we got we got one of these tracks. We just call it track six, but it, it's it's <laughs> one of these tracks. It started off in one way, and then mm-hmm. it's evolved, and we've. <laughs> we're now we've actually added an extra four minutes into the middle of it. It's already like six <laughs> minutes long. So we've already added yeah. like another four minutes into the middle. Cause he come up with this part and he, he goes, never listen to this. He sent it off and I was like, fucking hell, that's amazing. That's fucking genius. You know, cause it, cause it, the way the songs are written, uh, each song tells a story. Cause you could, even without lyrics and without vocals, you could still hear what the story is uh, in the songs. You know, yep. just the way it's been written, you know, and what the way it's been structured. So, the so he wrote this part. Then I was like, Huh, send that to me because this is when I was driving. I said, Send it to me. I'm gonna be back the weekend. This was about a couple of weekends ago. They said, Send it to me. I'm gonna be back the weekend and um, let me put some guitars down on it. And the guitars I put down on it and the, the drums because I heard it the, as soon as I heard it like this. And I called, I was it, I was like in the back of the trailer. And so as soon as I heard it, I was I called him straight away and went, dude, that's fucking amazing. And he started laughing, and then he was then, and I says straight away, as soon as this part came in, I could hear this drum beat and this guitar line come straight in. And he was like, oh my god, that's brilliant, that's amazing, right? Like, I'm going to send you the track. He sent me the track. I came in, I played it in, and it's fucking the centerpiece compared to what the rest of the song is like is a bit of a tangent, but but under the concept and the way it's written and how we've made everything flow, it's really cohesive, you know, and it, and it goes off on a, and it, it the centerpiece that we've put in there, it really is, is exactly where it should be because of what the lyrics are for this track and what happens to the person in this track. So this, this centerpiece, it wouldn't make any sense for I know I said beforehand you didn't need lyrics, but this one, um, you need the lyrics for when you hear it because this, the vocalist is going to sing either side of it. But once this centerpiece comes in, it's just the choir singing lyrics, you know. And which 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 will explain what happens to this person. And I'd, damn, I wish it was out already because then I could like really go into detail. But I don't want to do that it because it's going to be a huge freaking downer for when it comes out. <laughs>
0: Well, we'll have to make sure we have a conversation then afterwards to give you some of your time there. Yeah, because I'm, I'm extremely curious, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's fucking, dude. It's, it, I, I can't put into words how fucking happy I am with this. It's, it's amazing. I haven't been this excited. But, you know, the only time I've ever been this excited with, in music is when I first did principal.
0: Wow. What's that, 30 years ago? Longer. About 30 yeah. years
1: ago. Yeah. And like, and now I've got that same buzz bag. I'm like, fucking, you know, and it's real because every time I listen to all of these songs, I'm listening to it and like going, fucking hell, this is amazing. And every single song <laughs> makes the hair stand up on the back of my neck. And that's
0: how I know it's good. Yes. Okay. So do you have a ballpark date or? or uh, you, is, I'm just going to say,
1: at- yeah, I don't want to give like real dates. I mean, we're, the one thing I really like about this band is like, we're really, we're well on form of get, uh, reaching the deadlines. Beforehand, we didn't have deadlines. And then, then all of a sudden, we signed to a label, and they said, oh, we want this out by this day. He we went, all right. Well, actually, no. I told him the idea I wanted it released. And that, mm-hmm. and bearing in mind, we've got to have, like, three to four months lead time for build-up for it. So mm-hmm. I kind of shot myself in the foot for when it comes to deadlines. But it's but we're, we're actually on top of it. So it's, it's going to come out on this day. I'm not going to say when it is. I'm going to let a label do that, because I don't want to, in case... In case anything goes wrong, uh, which it won't, but in case anything we put back a little bit, I don't want to give a date, like, solid date now. I'll just wait for the label to announce it. But it's uh, it's, it's going to be like towards the end of the year.
0: Okay. Well, I'll, I'll look out for it then, obviously. Hopefully, I'll... Uh, no doubt I'll get a message from Carcosa about it all, but I'll just keep an eye on it anyway. So, have you thought... I think you might have mentioned this, mate, so apologies if you already have, but uh, vinyl, this sort of stuff. I mean, obviously, there'll be an MP3 edition, but have you thought about yeah, the formats I mean, in which
1: you there want to is. have that? There is. Um, I already know there's going to be CDs. There's there's a 12-page booklet coming out with it. There's a four-page digipack coming out because mm-hmm. um, I had to send that artwork off to the the artist to, to lay it all out, um, or that that uh, template. Um, I think the label was talking about vinyl as well. And, and I think they're talking about... Um, I'm not, I'm not too sure about vinyl, but I think they said that and also freaking cassettes.
0: Uh-huh. Cassettes, mate. They are rolling yep. back in. I can tell you, um, Sentient, uh, yeah, Sentient ruined that label. It's an awesome label, man. They do a lot of stuff on I think just about everything that they've had out there is on cassette, and I've got a couple of them, man. And I've actually tapping, if you hear that tapping sound, that's my cassette player lately. Um, I've been listening to stuff on that. I can tell you, mate, it's... The uh, it's it's an analog signal I think, or well, not signal, but it's an analog construct before it goes to the digital signal and brings it to me. But it feels different. You know that yeah. I wouldn't say it's as good as vinyl, of course, but it actually feels better than listening to an MP3. It's a bloody sure. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to vinyl to come out with
1: this album, man, because this artwork blown up to vinyl size is going to look fucking incredible. Are you, you gonna know? do.
0: It's- t-shirt packs and all of that sort of stuff you know fans love
1: that sort well, of stuff so they, they... i know the labels doing the shirts and the merchandise and, um they're doing like the, i think it's the black and white ones or whatever they i think color i don't know what the, to be honest i've even really got into them i'm not whatever they do for merch they'll go off and do it you know mm. um but i know for like album shirts and like all the extra stuff um for merchandise that like we're going to do it ourselves you know all the all the other little fancy little bits here and there and the other colored full colored shirts and stuff we'll just do all that ourselves you know um but then again we might even just we might just do like the odd one here and there um but i think what we'll do is like if we ever play show um and it's worthwhile while us doing it you know then we'll get like Similar like full color stuff printed up just just to sell at that. That's the only place you'll get it is at the show, um, and then it
0: won't be available anywhere else. Yeah, special things for people. Yeah, they, people love that shit. Yeah, they do that. Blue Queen did it when they came here. Guns and Roses did it too. From every, every from bands that are starting out to seasoned professionals like yourself to the biggest touring acts on the planet, seem to be doing that. Um, it it, so it just makes it just makes it the the experience. I love buying T-shirts, even if I don't wear them, but I want the tour dates on the back. You just want that exactly. memento. Yeah, exactly. You know, you could do like really, like, just cool stuff with it,
1: you know. Um, meet and greets. We'll just, like, set up a meet and greet place. Uh, to be honest, we won't even do that. I mean, we'll just end up walking at the front and meeting people before we play. We don't have to pay for any of that shit. We'll just go out and do it, you know. Uh, I'm not interested in, like, getting people to pay for meet and greets. It's just fucking this daylight like robbery, as far as I'm concerned. Oh really? You know? Okay, there you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd rather. I mean, people have already come in and paid to freaking see the show. Why do you want to try and extract more money out of them just to go and fucking meet you? For Christ's sake, it's just it's yeah. just ridiculous. You might, you might just disappear at the front, say hi to people, go and play the show, and then hang out after it. And there you go, you've met you.
0: You know. <laughs> well, that's it's an interesting point you raise because I've I've had conversations with people in a pretty similar position. Do you want to get? people are either completely for it or dead against it like you are. There's, not, there's no middle ground on I mean, it. I think uh, Jason Newstead was even in the media talking about it sometime recently. He, he, oh. he himself didn't want to go through all of that because, you know, he started off that band Newstead and the like, and I think he realised how difficult it was going to be to establish a band again. And then um, maybe someone in the background said, look, you can offer all of these extra services that will make it you worth your while. And I think he thought maybe he came to the same conclusion you did. So that, that makes sense, I suppose. But the, other, the only other... A point that I could, the point that I could raise around it though, is that some fans are very nervous about meeting who their heroes are, and and I've got to say, this, you would be a hero out there to people, so they might not feel comfortable, comfortable, say, meeting, going up to a bar and talking to you, this sort of thing. So, if you ever did decide to do the paid meeting groups, you just, you, of course, you're going to get the people that want to meet you anyway, pay for it, but you might be giving people an opportunity who have, who are just used to paying for things, for example, and are too nervous to approach you randomly. Yeah, so the thing is though, when I've um, when I've gone out
1: and met people before, just like because I've always been like, right, come on, let's go and say hi to everyone after the show, you know, yeah. and and I'll just walk up to a bar or whatever, and I see a bunch of people there or whatever. I'll just like if if they if I see people like looking at me, I'll just walk up to them, say, Hey, how you doing? Whatever, blah, 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 blah. I'll start talking to them, you know. Do you want a beer? Do you want a mm. beer? And I'll buy people beer, we'll just have a few beers or whatever. You well, know, and then I'll go. say, Oh, well, no, thanks, great for chat chat t- you soon, and I'll see someone else looking over, go, Hey, how's he doing? So I've I'm always the first person to go walk up to someone, and go, Hey, how you doing? What's up? Blah blah blah. Do you like the show or whatever? You know? Then 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 they're like, Oh, fucking hell, yeah, it was awesome. Blah, 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 you know. So I've never really come across like the shy people, you know, if someone looks like they want to say something to me or and they don't do it, I
0: always walk up to them. Oh, okay. Oh, well, you got good intuition then. Yeah, have you have you have you in your experience of has just about all of the fans been been pretty cool? You know, just like having meet and greets, just like no, as, it as wasn't cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I've no, never like, had any yeah. issues.
0: Yeah, no, I, I know when I left. So the much, band,
1: no. I know when I left the band, someone messaged me saying about, "Oh, I'm glad you fucking left because when I met you, you was an asshole." I'm like, nah dude, it wasn't me." So I don't know. Hmm. I don't know where you got that. Or I don't know where you got that from.
0: I remember you were tired when I met you. I remember that because I it's very, it's, we're so used to it. And and I remember not to punish you, making a point of this. Is, as I say, this is years ago, mate. So I was in very very early 20s at the time. And you, we certainly weren't rude. That's for goddamn sure. Nobody in the band was rude, though. Uh, maybe I wouldn't say Danny was rude, but I think, you know, you might have just been a, a little bit over by the time I got to him because I was at the tail end. As a fan, as I was at the time, I was keen to have a chat to him because I bought this vinyl that the... Um, that the the second recording of Dusk lineup sign, so the Stewart lineup sign. So I oh, bought yeah. that for for two hundred or three hundred bucks, well overs for back then with all due respect. But anyway, I wanted it. My mother was prepared to pay for it for my birthday at the time. Anyway, and I wanted to tell Danny that I had that, but I said, "Look, I got that," and he goes, "Oh, he goes that 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 fucking thing or something like that." I said, "Oh, I got it," and I thought it was pretty cool. He goes, "Oh, oh well, that sort of a thing," and I thought, oh, "Okay, <laughs> no, nowhere near as interesting as my." I, I met Dave Mustaine uh, earlier that year. I think it was. And, uh, yeah, I had one of those legendary ex- encounters from which he is known where I, he, he just glared at me because I asked him how much one of his guitars was worth. <laughs> and I, uh, I remember being super in the moment and that because I thought, oh, man, I've had one of those ultra cool moments where Dave Mustaine almost wants to kill you. Um, so a <laughs> bit, bit different than my experience with Danny. But, no, I remember, remember yourself. I remember Adrian being very cool, um, having a quick chat to him. I, th- I thought John was great, too. I think he was drinking out of a He was either drinking out of a bottle of wine or he was drinking from a glass from a bottle of wine. I can't remember. It was one of the two. Red wine it was at the time. Um, And I remember you were right at the end. I remember you were the last one. And um, having a quick chat to you then, I I think we might have talked about guitars. It was just a quick one, but I can't remember the detail about it. But, yeah, I would agree with that. Plus, look, I've spoken to so many people, mate, who've got backstage stories and stuff, uh, not pleasant ones, I mean, and your name has never come up. So there you go.
1: Yeah, I know. I always kept my... see the thing is I've always kept away from drama. You know, um doing like that music then like that, it was a career and it was mm. I treated it as a job, you know. Mm. And then at that time when I was living in England, when I got home, my home life was totally different. You know, um from what I was like out doing the band stuff and music, by the time I get in the house and my front door was closed, it, it was completely switched off. You know. Yeah. Have you so, have you got um have you got children? Yeah, I've got one.
0: He lives in it, Well, He's not really a kid, he's 25. Wow. Okay, there you go. Yeah. And you you sort of so you've, you've you've had a chance to have a family in other words and uh, so you've had that yeah. commitment as well. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like it was it was
1: it was it was weird, especially because like at the time when he was growing up, it was it it was it, it was hard because I was always if the band was like freaking really busy. You know, so I was constantly on tour. You know, so so unfortunately, which I really regret, I have missed out on that side of it um, with him growing up. But you know, you can't, you obviously can't like freaking wish it back because it will never come back. But you just have to deal with it and move on. You know,
0: but it's it's your vocation yeah, too. Being a, being a touring, this is the thing. Of you know, I used to work away from home too, and I understand it caused a lot of problems between me and my wife. Ultimately, not at first because the money's good, but after a while, it just, it just I had to stop doing it. Um, it yeah, it, it, but I mean, the thing is, as a musician, your lifeblood of your income is touring. So if you're not touring, you're not actually making any money. Of course, i do not. I was even worse now. Well, you can't now because of COVID. But <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't know what's going to happen with bands these days, mate. Moving forward, if they're not already established, and, and I mean, got to be honest, with,
1: no, exactly. With to be honest, it's. It, it's, yeah, it's COVID. I mean, I, I, I mean, I got COVID in October okay. and, it, and, and I've still got lung issues now. Um, so I'm surprised mm-hmm. I can talk this much because usually if I talk too much, I get breathless and I can't talk anymore. So, mm-hmm. so it's, it's, I'm surprised it hasn't kicked in yet. Um, but, but it's, um, <clears throat> but yeah, so, with this pandemic and like everything been shut down and no touring and nothing else like that, it's been, um, the the pandemic is not definitely not a godsend, but the time actually not doing anything else because of the shutdown that I can concentrate on the music has been a
0: godsend. You know, I've heard that a lot. Yeah. We needed a break. I can concentrate
1: on this now to make sure it's absolutely fucking perfect and not have to worry about hurry up and get out there or we'll do this or this deadline, that deadline like it was before. Because now, because there's no shows, no one's doing anything, now we can spend so much time on making sure it's perfect before it comes out, you know, and then after that, then we can do another one and another one, you know, and then then I think by the time, we, if we ever do play a show, we'd have like three bloody albums out already, mm. you know, and then I look at it like, if it's at that point, and then we'd already have had a, an established fan base. You know, so by the time we go out and play shows, it should they should be decent gigs. It's just like, some people said, like, I'm too controlling, which I'm fucking not, you know, but I'm... I, I tell people black and white how it is, and if I don't like it, tough fucking shit. You know, I don't like all this mincing around fucking with your words. You know, mm. if I don't like something, I'll say... I don't like that, but how's about doing it like this, or how's about like doing it like that? I won't just go. I don't like it, I'll I, no, I haven't got a solution. You know, I will actually. I will listen to it and say, yeah, I don't like that, but what about this, this, or this? And this is what I'm like in this band, and they're like, yeah, let's try it. No arguments. They go, yeah, let's try it. And They'll go and do it, and then they'll be like, actually, that's fucking awesome. Or they'll go, eh, I'm not really sure about that one. All right, then we we'll just go go with this the original way. There's a lot of like to and froing, especially between me and Adrian. He'll send me something, I'll be like, dude, that's fucking weird. He'll go, no, just just give it time, just play some riffs on it, play some riffs on it, and like, actually, this is fucking awesome, you know. So, so there's so this band, there's none of that. There's absolutely none of that drama at all anywhere. There's not even a fucking hint of it, and everybody's just just fucking getting on with what they do, and they're as happy as hell.
0: Yeah, you, you inspired me to think of um, that movie Moneyball. Have you seen that film before? That baseball film?
1: Yeah,
0: yep. You know that bit where Brad Pitt is giving what's that that guy's name? Like a bit of description. Great actor. Can't remember his name though. Is it not Gyllenhaal? no. You know the other actor, oh. the other lead role yeah. Um, yeah. in the movie, where where he, he tells him he quizzes him. He says, "If you're going to sack a player or tell them that they're transferred, how would you say it?" And he flubs about for a bit, and Brad Pitt goes, "Mate." it's not working out anymore easy paper go that sort of thing and i thought you see you and i are pretty similar that way i've arrived at that point in my life so i just I'm, i wouldn't say i'm definitely not trying to be rude believe me i think you just from our conversation you can tell i'm not ever going to be rude to people intentionally oh no exactly but i'd rather just be direct these days and oh, likewise. whatever it might exactly. be but yeah, like exactly. that's what i'm saying you're doing the same thing and it's isn't it interesting after after trying out all of the other communication techniques because that's what they are You've been the nice guy. You've been the guy who doesn't say anything. You've been the guy who's maybe taken blame for things when there was no blame. Or you, oh yeah, absolutely, blame. all the freaking time on that one. All, all of, all of that, all of that stuff, right? But isn't it interesting? You arrive at we arrive at a similar point because I've done that too, you know. And and I just can't do it anymore. I'm just like, I, I'm here to lead my 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 best life. I've got kids. You've got a son. Um, you know, I've got a, I've got to be the role model that I need to be. In that in that yeah. regard, and I just don't want to deal with any fucking bullshit anymore. Because no, these exactly. bands, I've been in enough bands to know myself, man. That they are, I can't do it anymore either. <laughs> I at to point myself, just playing covers around town, um, where I'll turn up and play, and I'll be in a band, but I'm not actually in a band. So effectively, I'm just on call. And if they, if I never hear from people ever again, then I don't really care. I love the people. But don't get me wrong, but I'm not bound to anybody. No, exactly. You no, know. No, I know exactly experience. what you mean. Yeah, yeah that's really the experience that you've gone through. And you just get to that point, right, where you're just like, that's why I love riding so much, is because I can do it by myself, which is similar to that's you why like because driving. you're driving. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I'm just sort that's of. That's why I like driving
1: thing. because I'm by myself and I can actually think about stuff, you know, and it's, it's really therapeutic for me. I love it. I think it's fucking awesome, you know. So I earn money from that, and the band stuff is the band stuff. So I'm not, I haven't got that pressure to do that. And then, you know, I mean, Adrian was even saying, he said to me, he goes like, I really like, he says, I've never worked with someone like you before. He says, it's just fucking awesome. You know, he says, you're direct, you're straight, you know where we stand and the music we put together, we think exactly the same and the fucking shit we're coming out with is fucking
0: legendary. You know, you it's... Something. Well, you mentioned something at the very beginning of our conversation. You said wavelength. You said you found people that are on the same wavelength as you. Oh, yeah, and totally, I think Fucking... One- yeah. Once Easy. you get that, you just hold
1: never on. Worked with yeah. anyone. Exactly. I've never worked with anyone that I click with so fucking well on this. On like, Don't get me wrong. I've worked with people and I go, oh, yeah, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. But with Adrian, we'll, we'll play and he'll already know the parts I'm going to suggest to change before I tell him, hmm. you know, and it's vice versa as well. You know, and it's, it's 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 fucking amazing. It's like with Ken, the 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 singer. Some of the stuff he's writing, especially when some of the, the 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 choir lyrics he's writing, is fucking. It's the way it sits in with the lyrics and with him and him singing with the choirs and stuff. It's fucking. It's so goddamn dark. It's dude. It's, you're gonna love it. It's fucking. It's it's almost like. Oh, it's really hard to explain, but it's almost written like a musical, as such. But but that sounds weird. It's it's not like that. But if you was to try and explain it like that, it
0: is almost like written
1: like a musical.
0: Oh mate, I'm excited for you. I can hear how excited you are, mate. And that's that's, that's always, always been the clincher for me. It's so yeah. dark. It's like oh my god. Well, I, my my wife hates it because I, I I'm the sort of person that will watch Paranormal Activity to put me to sleep, and my wife yeah, <laughs> in a house by myself. You know I my mean? yeah. wife thinks because she hates it. My daughters I can't stand horror films, but see to me, Pinhead's a hero.
1: <laughs>
0: and yeah. Yeah. you know, from Hellraiser, Club barky You know, I, I want to see how much carnage you can wreak. Re- re- you know, but I, I listen to all sorts of very dark and incredibly. Um, I try to find the most evil, and I don't look it at it all. I don't know whether you can see me on on um zoom at all but mate, i just look like a dad but i love really dark and <laughs> evil shit you know what i mean i've just always been that way and I've, i'm a regular bloke I, you know love rugby and everything else too cricket yeah. you know whatever yep. but yep. i just in my for me and i I'm not. I don't even have any mates that are in the middle it's just me by myself um but it's just one of those individual pursuits so i can't wait to listen to it man i'll i'll certainly be aiming to get it on vinyl and cassette actually because i have sort of a cassette here um but you know what, you know, this sort of music again, man, I always said I'll watch Paranormal Activity to help me put me to sleep. I'll listen to this sort of stuff to go to sleep. And it, and it does really oh, yeah, grow. It, I have man. a
1: great sleep. It's, yeah, you'll love it when you when you fucking hear it. It's It's, <laughs> it's got a shit tonne of energy, you know. It's like each song's totally fucking different from one another, but it all all fits right in in the whole story. Like I said, it's just pure accident. It's come out like a concept album. Pure accident. Mm you know, and and that's not, that's for me, it's, that's not coming from me, it's 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 like, it's mainly from the singer, Ken, he's, the way he's writing the lyrics, I spoke to him the other day, oh yeah, blah, 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 this track comes going here, this one's going to go in this part, and you know, and then the lyrics are going to explain this part, and this part, and I'm like, fucking, all right dude, you go for it, <laughs> I'm not going to stop you, you're on a roll, so you go for it, you know, and it's and, and him that's turned this into a concept, um, to match with the biography. I'm like, fucking dude, you're on a roll. You go for it, do what you want to do. You know, and it's, yeah, like I said, it's it's basically turned into its own beast. And all we're doing, we're just feeding it and it's going off and, and it's
0: taking its own direction. It's happening. Yeah, it's just happening. It's just meant to be. Like, like, Another thing you said earlier, I like what you said there. It's just this, I don't think people trust their instinct and their intuition enough. And, and you clearly have here you've had something come to you and you're like, you've got these, all these, let me ask you this. When you, when some of these ideas started to strike, did you already have a HP Lovecraft audio book in your phone somewhere? so it was just very easy for you to press play or did you have to actually go and seek it out?
1: No, I don't. The weird thing is I already downloaded it and I had it on the fucking phone That's what I'm for about two years already. I had it on yeah. there, but I hadn't heard it yet. So I forgot it was on there. Um, and then just one day driving, I thought, oh. you know, because like I didn't want to listen to music anymore. I was listening to, like Celtic Frost and all that stuff, and I thought, hey, I don't listen to this anymore. If this is overdone. What? And I, then I was like, I was like audio books. I couldn't even find the freaking app on my phone where the audio books were, so I had to Google it first to find it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, and then I found it, and I was like, oh, oh, fuck yeah, I've got this HP Lovecraft one in there, haven't I? But there's loads of stories, yeah, and. So I just started like listening to like the Dunny's horror and fucking as soon as that kicked in, phew, fucking light bulbs kicking off. And but yeah, I got super depressed driving and it was like at the point of my lowest depression, a real fucking lowest, it's when the yeah. universe reached out and like, there's your idea. You go for it. And then I me to feel and, that way, yeah. yeah. And you know, and then once and then once I went with it. And I listened to the universe, you know, and once I went with it, it's all naturally following its own path. You know, nothing feels forced, nothing feels feels wrong, nothing Mm -hmm. feels like it shouldn't be, if you know what I mean.
0: Oh, I do get it. And look, I've got to share that the reason I um, mentioned, did you already have the H.P. Lovecraft books in your possession in some way, which you clearly did, when the idea struck, when the inspiration struck, was because I, when my father died, I um, a mate had given me this CD, a DVD. This woman called uh, Esther Hicks, you might have heard of her. You know the vortex stuff. Have you heard of any of this stuff? Yep. Okay. Well, he gave me this DVD back when my father died, and we had. Oh God, man, I should write a book about it myself. Or just, it's very hard for me to talk about it, and write about it, but. Massive issues with my family when my father died and I wasn't allowed to go down to Sydney and see him when he was dying. I could go down the last day and say goodbye to him. That's it. But I had this magical experience afterwards where I felt I was given a glimpse of where he was headed to. That's all I can describe what it was like. And lo and behold, this DVD was already in my DVD player because it's that long ago. And um, I thought, well, I'll, I'll give this thing a fucking listen because I've got nothing left to lose. I put it on and it answered just about every question I had about the great beyond and how I should be focusing on trying to, get things in, to materialise in this dimension, that sort of thing. Um, yep. So, yeah, there's, a, there's that element of serendipity there that I like about it. And to me, when you've got that connection with the universe, as you've described it, that's when actual things do happen. That's when magic happens. And I'm not even... I'm very am very. Oh, no, I grounded. know, exactly. I see the thing you is, I started I mean? watching... A, yeah, yeah, I started watching the
1: programme on Netflix called The Secret. And
0: yeah, that's the same thing, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I started, like, just dabbling with that a bit you know and yeah fucking next thing I know you know I started like really getting into that and like doing all that stuff and next thing I know I've got um where I am now with this band and it's fucking incredible you know so, just,
0: just so talking it, to you, it feels like you're meant to be there in that part of the world doing what you're doing even from the job perspective because if you didn't do that job you wouldn't have had this inspiration strike
1: no exactly Exactly, you know, so, you know, is basically I was put to do this job, and by doing this job, I've now actually got where I am now with the music side of it. So it's 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 definitely the path that's been set up for me again. You know.
0: So you've really got this. I'm not going to say narrow window, but it is a window, if you know what I'm saying, yeah. between your teenage years and old age where effectively you can leave a legacy and and that that's the point with, with with you mate. i mean you've actually left a legacy that this is a pretty broad statement to make but i think i'm, I'm right in saying this because i have thought about this and i haven't said this to too many people that your guitar playing's probably saved people's lives and the reason well, i, I mean, say really that right. is because well the reason i say that paul is because metal fans as you well know are a pretty sensitive bunch you know it's where oh, yeah. i think it's where the attraction to alcohol comes from and those that do drugs and all the rest of it, man. But we are sensitive souls and some of us have had very difficult upbringings, this sort of thing. And the pressure release valve, the opportunity to put some of that on the back burner or just to make that noise dim a little bit
1: is your music,
0: mm. your guitar playing, you know. And there are people out there that I think that will be the case. They're not listening to Danny. They're listening to you. They're listening to those guitar counterpoints that you do. That sort of thing. I know that I, I was doing that. I can tell you that for a fact. I'm principal, man. I can tell you that absolutely that's what I was doing um and um yeah and i think it's important that that you have someone say that to you um and maybe remember it a bit later if some of these darker times do come back because it is important that you do that there is an esoteric scale there is something beyond the physical realm where all of this great work that you've put in it is actually going to be recognized at some point in time i know it's very hard to sort of see that now because god knows i i I question what we're all doing here because it just doesn't make any sense meaning alive I'm not saying mm. I've got i I'm, I'm not depressed or anything. I love life, but I'm saying none of it yeah. makes sense. No, I don't I get understand it. it. Stephen Hawking is the closest person who gave me an answer, which is that he said the only thing he can tell us is that it is important that we are alive and we are contributing and always trying to trying to be become more us, not better, oh, but yeah. more us. And I think yeah. like he gets it. If anybody, if I'm going to listen yeah. to anybody, I'm listening to Hawking. Yeah, right. I mean,
1: it's. I think. You know, because after like that, just looking at it at that point of view, I think because I had so long off not playing, it is now coming back, and because it, I think you actually nailed it on the head as well that, that what I'm doing now, what not just everything but music, it's mm-hmm. I think it's definitely the right point in time, and I'm meant to be doing this um, because not, like I said before, nothing feels forced. Nothing feels wrong at all. And every time I hear a new piece of music come out, it's absolutely spot on. You know? And the, the, I mean, the Adrian, again, like the keyboard player, he's like, he's he's convinced this album's going to be fucking huge. But I'm, I'm like, dude, just, I don't care if it's huge or not. Mm. I'm doing this purely just for just the love of writing music, you know? I don't care yeah. if it doesn't sell anything or if it sells fucking 100 copies, whatever. You know, I don't care. I just want to get it out there so people can actually hear the, the ideas that I've got. And I'm basically just getting back into playing guitar again, just plain and simple, just that. And I'm just writing music that I want to write because I like doing it. You know, there's no other, like I said, there's no other um, ulterior motives. There's no other, I'm not planning on trying to get another music career off the ground or fucking any yeah. of that shit. To be honest, I don't want that anymore. Uh, I just, all I want to do is just release an album, just get it out there and just get people to enjoy what I'm doing. And that's it. Just, that's really that simple.
0: It's it's noble and I hope it turns out, man. And 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 yeah, something tells me that, I, I think you've got to be, oh God, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, but the long game's the way to begin it. But you've got to have the right reasons. That the, and when I say the right reasons, they've got to match what's in your spirit and your soul. And it sounds like you've done the hard yards.
1: Oh, this is true. Because it is. is totally matches this 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 new band this
0: music i'm doing definitely matches Hmm. yeah i was saying man what about the the video side of things did you mention the video uh, component that's the the images and the graphics that you're putting together
1: yeah um the ideas i've got for that um i'm not gonna say because it's it's the 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 camera works a little bit different um Hmm. but it's there's it's pretty fucking dark again as well. It's not just the typical, I mean, a couple of the, the videos I ideas I had, they're just performance videos, but it, with a slight twist to it, you know, um, just to really suit the music and really suit the band atmosphere as well. They're not going to go off on tangents, just us jumping around on fucking, you know, just like, oh, here we are in a fucking warehouse or whatever, you know? Mm. So it's it's definitely a lot of thought, um, definitely with a few other people involved. It's, um, we we'll put it this way: It's definitely in keeping with the the unknown horrors, like um entity that it is, mm. you know. But but then again, yeah. though, I don't know when we we're going to shoot that because of the whole fucking lockdown, COVID, and stuff. But the, all the ideas they are on paper, and then once we can get around to it, we'll get around to it, you know. Because I know one thing: I'm not going to do is fucking lyric
0: videos. Those things are terrible. Oh, thank, thank God! I'm clapping. Oh, thank God! You say that. Oh. Yeah, that's never. What that's is never with Those happen. things.
1: They're terrible. Oh, I don't understand boy. why people do it. They're, they're, they're so fucking cheesy. It's unbelievable.
0: Oh, they are. I, I'm so glad you said that. I do not understand them one bit. Just don't do a video or do a live video or something. I don't know. But don't do well, a lyric video. Well, I was to say, oh, when the label oh. puts
1: out, because the, the label wants to release some singles um, hmm. leading up to the release date, and I just said to them, no fucking lyric videos. It's not happening. You know, I, I says all you want to do is just put the album. Uh, so they said, yeah, we'll just do an album picture we'll do like the um uh the the label logo you know on a black background i said yep that's all you need to do i said don't any fucking motions the only time when somebody's going to see a video from the band is when we've shot it professionally and it comes out officially Mm -hmm. that's the only fucking time until that
0: happens you're not going to see any visuals on video okay sweet good thank you for doing that by the way yeah, it's uh, a lot of the nuclear. Bl- I love nuclear blast, by the way, but a lot of their bands do that, and uh, I can't watch them. I watched too many of them. Suffered through them for the purposes of just getting a uh, some ideas for questions and interviews, this sort of thing. But they—they are just a, to me. My opinion is they're a cheap and nasty way of trying to communicate with the fans. Oh um, yeah, just, and- this is this is the cop out. I don't understand why
1: yeah. you'd want to. I don't understand why. In my view, I don't understand why you want to cheapen your band by doing that. Why? Right. Why would you want to do? Why would you want to invest in something? And some people charge a fortune to do that stuff as well. So why would why would I you imagine. want to do? Yeah, why would you want to do something like that? See, my my argument's always been: why would you want to do something that somebody else has already done a million times? Hmm. I don't I don't get why you just want to jump on a bandwagon. You know, um, it's the same with like anything any music guitar playing or whatever you know um because you'll get like people go oh yeah start a new band and they go like oh yeah or why don't we play music like this band or we'll play this band's music or we'll do this well why do you want to do that um if if so, I, I understand that if you do it if you want to do it just for playing guitar sake it'd get great if you don't want a career out of it but if you're looking into getting like a music career out of it and you're looking for long term then why do you want to do something that somebody else has already been recognized for?
0: Because it's not I going to happen. That. Yeah. You said that in that other podcast to listen to actually that way. You made some great points there about the marketing side of things that I think any, any young, young guys or girls that are thinking about starting a heavy band or a rock band or something that should listen to that from that perspective, because everything you said resonated both from personal experience and what I see. Bands that, I don't know if you, in Australia, it was terrible in the 90s because just about every band was trying to copy Morbid Angel and yeah. a few other bands started to come out and that happened everywhere, by the way, because of how massively influential Trey is. But yeah. um, I, I could, I, I didn't even like going to gigs because it was like, oh yeah, I can hear. So this is the Alters band and this is the Blessed of the Sick band. You know what I mean? You can tell the style yeah. that they're mining. <laughs> um, and of course, those, none of those bands are around now. Whereas the original no, bands exactly are the yeah, like Arm Angel and stuff. They might not be around anymore either, but they've still got a, a fan base, like a cult fan base, yeah. that sort of thing. Yep. You have got to yep. be original, and it's hard to be original, but isn't it? But you've got it. It's because you've got to let inspiration strike instead of, oh no, we're just going to do this and then throw in a few covers for good measure. It's it's so people don't realize the work that it takes to have a band that doesn't even break even, but has a chance of breaking even.
1: Yeah, oh, it was a
0: lot of work. Going. I mean, we've been writing this
1: this stuff. For almost a year now, mm. you know, and we've it's gone through so many. Well, it's not quite that many, but as as the as the keys and the choirs and the orchestras starting to evolve more, the songs are evolving more, and then I'm having to like restructure stuff to make it fit better, you know. So it's so it's evolving and it's transforming into this stuff, into this. I'd like to say it's own beast, but. Hey, we've got to start at some point basically it, everything's going to be done mixed and mastered fucking out within a few months because it's like because we need we need a decent lead time before the release date by the end of the year um, but but yeah so we've got to come to a point where we've gone we're not going to change it anymore that's enough <laughs> right because we keep going backwards and forwards we always tweaks 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 slightly rearranging slightly rearranging and then eventually we're gonna to have to go. No more. Stop. That's it. That's that's absolutely
0: <laughs> fucking amazing. Just stop fucking tweaking it. Yeah. <laughs> good art is good art is always abandoned and never finished. I think that's what you're saying. Pretty fucking much, and that's what that's what <laughs> like, I mean. When when somebody from from what it
1: first, what I might do at some point is once the album's out and you play the songs, what I might do, I might put a couple of demos up online. Just to go. This is what it first sounded like, and now this is what it sounds like. Now it's on the album. They'll hear the difference. They'll go fuck. And now they're so different. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh well, I mean, there are always ideas that you can explore on the second album, though, aren't they? If you get to a point oh, where you're yeah, like, we've well, just got to get this thing out. Yeah, we've
1: gone for the for the second album. I, when I was talking to Adrian once, and I said, like, you know, what I want to try and do? I'm going to try and um, just just on one song. I want to see how it works. Um, I just want to take. Because I really like Rush, right? Nah, and yeah, so so what I might do is do one song which is heavily Rush influenced, but in mm. the style of the unnamed horrors, but with uh, the really like haunting orchestra and choirs and stuff as well. So it's more mm. of like a real dark version of that type of stuff, but really dark and groovy sounding, you know. But but yeah, heavily yeah. influenced by 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 like Rush songs. Just, just see how it sounds. Just something to play around with, you know?
0: Well, you're inspired at the moment, so follow that muse. Follow that That'll muse. I mean, gonna... <laughs> well, that's, it's going to... Well, it's going to be there for posterity's sake. It's always going to be yeah. out there, so you might as well just do what you think is the right thing to do rather than... Oh, I, mean, do, I know. See the,
1: thing is, see, the thing is, the people I'm working with now, I know it's going to sound fucking amazing but i time probably mess mm. around with it, but it's like... it would be quite interesting to hear how it sounds, you know? Mm. Um to hear how it how it will actually come out. Because you would never think like Russian the stuff I'm doing all mixed together. But but the way I listen to it, we listen to Russian while they interpret it interpret it over to my style, in my head it works. So we'll see. I'm actually disabled I don't want to read reviews. I'm not interested because I don't give a shit what anyone else thinks about it. I don't want to hear negative stuff Uh, to be honest i don't want to hear good stuff either
0: i just want to be in my own bubble write music i'm hearing you dear god am i hearing you i do the same thing with the podcast i I appreciate look i've got to say i only ever get positive comments but that's because i love listening to people like you and the fact that i can talk to you and i have different conversations with people like you it's never about me but but i'm with you mate there's a few times where i've got a troll or something like that and I've got to ask the other thing, it's so strange. You know, it's always some shithead in a local band around here, meaning in Australia, yeah. who doesn't like the way I've conducted an interview because there's a big tall poppy thing in Australia. You know, they think what? if I'm talking to somebody, you know, I don't know, they're just, there's just so, so many wankers around, man. It's not just Australia. There's so many wankers around everywhere. And, and just just to dovetail that point, though, and I think you'll understand that, can you see why I'm so keen to write people's autobiographies, to get the real story out there, which is the whole reason oh, yeah. why I said I won't do VR. Because the media, and this is the, and I've got skin in the game here, mate. I'm losing money hand over fist at the moment because I'm not employed. I'm banking on becoming an author um, and not writing for news media, writing for um, uh, News Corp. I haven't gone yeah. for. I haven't got. I haven't even gone for jobs, but there are jobs there, but I just haven't gone for any. But I feel like this is my calling. A bit like you, I feel like this is what I'm meant to do. But the detail in the reason that I feel like I'm meant to do this is because I want to get to the bottom of things, and it's just about getting to the bottom of forget words like the truth. It's about your story, you know, sure. the Paul and the story, your story out to people. This is, this is it. You wrote this. These are your, I might be the pen, but they're your words. So you wrote it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying to everybody that I'm talking to, um, writing this book, writing books about what I said to Nick, Nick Barker, you know, it's, it's your story. Just tell me what to write. I'll just put it together. I'll just try to make it make, it make sense for you. Then, Fans can fuck all of that shit off—the the metal injections and the mouths and all of that stuff, banger TV and all of that childish, immature bullshit. Oh yeah. That doesn't re- doesn't reflect my version of heavy metal, if that makes sense. My version of heavy metal is uplifting. It's spiritual. It's soulful. You understand what I mean? It's soul food. Oh yeah, exactly. You know? And it's it's not drama. You know, and that's why I'm so keen to do this.
1: Yeah. No. Exactly. I get it. You know, I don't. To be honest, I'm not really that bothered if any of the zines pick it up or the fucking website or whatever i just i just don't i'm not bothered about it because you know in the end yeah i just not because the experience i've had with them before i'm like it's just i'm not going to have anything tarnish the hard work that's going into this album and the role i'm on right now with it and like the love and like the inspiration i've got going for it you know so i'm so i so all that so through experience, all that drum went through through experience, I've, I've severed all of it. You know? Yeah, for, I've for the best. I've cut, I've cut the heads off of it. I'm not interested, you know, um, because I'm not going to have anything getting in the way of me actually physically enjoying my guitar playing again.
0: And long may that continue, brother. You know, I, I meant what I said before about, of course I don't know for sure, I probably never will, but I do believe that you're the type of guitarist, given your, 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 the breadth and the span of your recorded catalogue, someone somewhere along the way has been having the very worst day of their life, far worse than you and I have ever had. And they might have listened to your music and they've made a decision, well, this has made me feel a bit better. Maybe life isn't completely fucking shit. And yeah, I, I do I totally mean, believe that's, that's happened. I mean,
1: that's that's another reason why, or another one of the reasons, why the, the the songs are about what they're about you know it's i i like i said i didn't want to write about i mean the the, the lovecraft influence is purely aesthetics it's not the music you know mm. um it's the music is obviously tied in with it because it's all psychological but it's um or the lyrics should I say because it's all psychological but the i wanted to do something which was more present today so you've got people whether they're kids adults or whatever old old parents, whatever hey, no matter how old you are everybody goes through some point of lows in their life you know mm. so and these songs are about um those lows people dealing with depression people dealing with suicide dealing with loss and stuff like that so what we've done there's that's that's the general feel of it but like I said, it's written on a psychological level, which keeps it in the concept of H.P. Lovecraft, and because um, and and have and it's been directed, like I said, it's been directed towards the guy in the biography, you know. So it's not about one one actual person. So it's a whole of like the feeling of like the the whole the the lower the lower part of like human life, you know, on a psych- psychological level, human life. It's been it made it a little bit more fictional
0: because of the guide. It's about the guide and the biography. I haven't spoken to a massive detail about Stuart, but he will have to be part of it. Um, but Nick, of course, is on board and and when les saw and i can finally find him and chat to him because god knows i've reached out to him but he doesn't check his socials don't blame him but still i just can't reach out to him i'll do the same thing for you too man with the book because you were certainly in there you, you recorded that book with um you recorded that initial version of dusk and wrote the songs on there which i i there, there's two albums that changed that band's career that's dusk and um and cruelty uh without yeah. those two the the career doesn't happen afterwards of course and you're the bedrock of that through total fucking darkness and and um, principle of evil made flesh. And look, as I say, mate, I'm curious. I want to get the tr- if it's not the it, you know, I don't want to use words like the truth, but it's your story out there about these sort of yeah. things. And, and I do, and I remember what I said earlier too, man. Like, I'm not expecting it to happen in the next year or two, or maybe even the next five. But hopefully, you remember we've had this conversation, man. And whenever, whenever you're ready, and I hope you are ready one day, man, to tell, to put your story out there, your book that is. I'd love to help. Yeah, cool, dude. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll chat about it when it comes to it. Yeah, as I say, no pressure. I'm, I'm definitely not the guy, man. You know, I mean, look, it's um, meaning that I'm not the guy to put any pressure on anybody on these sort of things.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, yeah, so we'll chat about it once that time comes.
0: That's it. My conversation with Paul Alender from The Unnamed Horrors, and he also used to be in Cradle of Filth. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and I'm the host of this show, Scars and Guitars, the podcast series. Thanks for tuning in.